Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Today, we're going to talk about the best comic book retcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have talked about all retcons, been like the most controversial or the biggest, but let's let's save those for another time. Let's just talk yeah. about the positives, the good retcons. Those are those are episodes in and of themselves. Exactly. You could you could take an episode out of like one particular retcon, if you so chose. So rather, we're just going to talk about some of the best retcons in comics. Uh, those retcons that are clearly retcons, not things that were either like things they wanted to do but didn't get a chance to, and then eventually did. Just things right. where it's like, they obviously meant to do one thing, and then someone else came in and said, oh no, let's do this instead. <laughs> so uh, so let's get into it. Joel, you made an interesting observation before we started the show about who is kind of like guilty of having the most. Oh yeah. Or at least in your research. Uh, let's Let's talk about that. Like 90% of the retcons I've researched for this and the ones that people always seem to talk about and come back to are X-Men retcons. And I guess it only makes sense because there's only like a zillion characters over a billion teams over like 70 years. It's true. Having uh, the lifespan that the X-Men has had since 1963, having a rotating cast of characters that, that, that span the hundreds, if not thousands, and being a very much soap opera of a comic oh, book y'all. means there's going to be all told uh, continuity and retconning. Uh, going on you're gonna have parentage and wives and children and then you have mm-hmm. alternate timelines and mm-hmm. everything just gets alternate started. universes alternate even universe versions alternate timelines of alternate timelines and yeah. children and parents and whatnot it's a it's a mess and time travel so much time travel yes and some of those like time travel isn't technically a retcon you know like cable isn't a retcon he's a no. character from the stories it's not like cable showed up in like x-men number 19 and, and then says I was always here. Yeah, and then in the 90s, they were like, oh, it turns out he's a time-traveling back, like, you know, offspring of blah, blah, blah. Like, no, 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 no. Cable doesn't count. But what is a, what is a good X-Men retcon? A positive uh, one. One that's, like, a, one of the best. Uh, Wolverine being a mutant, right? Because when he started, he was just a Hulk guy, and his claws were his gloves. They didn't write all that other stuff until later. That's right. Uh, if you are uh, new to this whole comic book thing, or if you're new to Wolverine or Marvel... Know that when Wolverine was first introduced, he looked pretty much like his comic book counterpart in that he yeah. always wore yellow spandex. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. always oddly co- like complicated. You know, like it had like shoulder thingies and gloves and whatnot. But he always wore gloves, and the the blades popped out of the gloves. Naturally, those who created him, I believe it was uh, Len Wein. Um, yes. 
and uh, and the artist uh, were like under the apprehension, like, no, 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 Wolverine's claws are like a weapon. Like they just yep. pop out the gloves. He puts them on and now he's suited up. He's but, Vega uh, from Street Fighter. He's Vega from Street Fighter. And then later on, somebody else, some some brilliant creator whose name escapes me, unfortunately. I think it was Byrne, was it? I could be wrong. It might be Byrne or or Peter David. It's always one of those two guys. It uh, is. But says I think, like, I think Byrne hey, wanted to work with him because he's like, oh, Wolverine's Canadian. I'm Canadian. Right. I'd love to use that character, and thank goodness uh, mm-hmm. because being can- Canadian is part of is like one of the biggest identifiers of Wolverine's character. I think. I think Tell me about it's it. A eh? Source of pride for him, at least uh, speaking to a Canadian. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's he, he's one of our people, man. You know what, I tell you, uh, he's one of ours. Do you know where he's from? Like, what what uh, what area of Canada? Oh, well, they well in another retcon in Origins, didn't they say he's like an old money family from? Oh God, um, right? Like, I'm trying to remember what town, but like the reason I'm trying to get to the town is because I wonder if that town has erected a statue in his honor. Man, if they haven't, I'm starting that shit right now. I'm getting that happening. Go fund me to go together. I'm writing my – I was going to say congressman, but it's not congressman. I'm writing my member of parliament. Yes, you should write your member of parliament. I have actually on a completely unrelated matter. Actually, I know my member of parliament. Oh, there you go. We'll reach out to him again and be like, yo, we got a Wolverine statue. Let's do it. Bring, dude, in, dude, bring in some tourism. Film that shit. That's a documentary I can put at uh, the Toronto Film Festival, The Quest for Wolverine Statue. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, um, hell, if freaking uh, Detroit can try and get a RoboCop one and Philly can have uh, Rocky, Rocky, why shouldn't we have Wolverine? Man, that – I can't believe the people – the, the mayor of, De- of Detroit wanted to block that RoboCop statue. Why? Uh, fucking – that's the only reason I would ever go. Mm, these it, days. Oh, the chat says Alberta. Even better, there's nothing else in Alberta. It would be perfect. It would be like uh, the, the Enterprise statue in Iowa. Oh, they're telling me there actually is one in Alberta. Seriously. Okay, this I got to Google. Oh, is Wolverine. there really? That'd be great. They're, oh, They're well, telling me there is. Wolverine. The story's already told then. Damn it. All right. N- next year in Alberta then <laughs> to take a picture. Right? Um, but that said, uh, there are. while you look that up, there are multiple continuity changes, particularly involving Wolverine, the first of which, of course, his gloves were, were, were claws. A little, uh, a little caveat to that was, of course, that they wanted it to be that he was like a mutated Wolverine that became a man. <laughs> which Luckily, they didn't do that. Isn't quite a retcon because that was more like a behind the scenes. I wanted to do this, but they obviously threw that idea away because it was <laughs> clearly terrible. Um, and uh, and then, of course, the idea that he had bone claws. He, uh, you know, he had implanted memories, his whole Weapon X experience, like everything that is Wolverine. Wolverine is basically a walking retcon. He is. His entire history is a fractal spreadsheet nightmare where almost the fact that he doesn't know what his history is, is part of the story. Right. Until he did, until House of M, when he woke up and he's like, I remember everything. Great. Could you write it all down for us so we can keep it all straight? Like, <laughs> well, they're still adding shit to it, too. Like, even as far as old man Logan and like uh, Marvel Legacy, where it's like, oh, I also fathered a kid that I didn't remember until now with right. one of my wives. I mean, not only that. You've also got that obnoxious retcon that people still kind of like, so I'll, I guess I'll count it, where his soul breaks. Oh, yeah. And that's what keeps his healing factor, basically, like, that keeps him from going, from, from dying. Right. And, and, and then eventually he died for real, and his healing factor went away. 
Yeah, that's a thing. He has lots of things, doesn't he? Did they fix that? I think they did. I, I think now that he's in the post-credit scenes of all these Marvel comics and he's back and he's got Infinity Stones, which are not yeah. gems, um, I think I think he is definitely going to... I think they're going to throw that away. I think he's got his healing factor back. He's got his adamantium skeleton. We're, we're good. We're, we can move I'm, on. I'm sure they'll write a thing where it's like, no, by, by being encased in adamantium, I went into a mutant <laughs> healing coma and I broke out like a butterfly from a cocoon stronger than ever before. Do you recall the secondary mutation of everybody? How, like, oh, Emma yeah, Frost got one? Right. Wolverine didn't get one. Maybe he gets one where it's like, I... My secondary mutation is that I got to re-get my old mutation. Yeah, booyah, I'm better than ever. That's yeah, what I am. That's it. My mutation is on the best there is at what I do, and what I do is not die. Um, <laughs> it's really true. Nathan Berg just helping us out in the Super Chat. Thank you so much, Nathan, and welcome, of course, uh, to the show. Um, speaking of retcons, I guess since we talked about Wolverine and the X-Men, we'll get to the Wolver we'll get to more of the X-Men, but I want to talk about Batman because one of my favorite retcons, and every time it's violated, it makes me twinge, mm. and it is the fact that Batman doesn't remember his murderer, or his yeah. parents' murderer. Yeah, they always, man, they love going back and forth, especially now in the Gotham Telltale Batman era, where it's like, stop fucking with it. Yeah, uh... I know that it was originally Joe Chill uh, in the mm. original original. He actually reveals himself to Joe Chill. Yes. And I think he dies of a heart attack or something. Something like that. Uh, the idea that the killer is named Joe Chill and that he gets away with it is not the problem. It's the problem that he either catches him or gets revenge for it or he mm. solves it. The idea should be that he never... Uh, I always uh, Not that it should be. I always liked the retcon that he never caught the killer. And so every face, every thug that is out mm. there in the streets could, could be. be him. And so he beats on him all the time. Like it, That's it's, pretty good. It, it's just an idea for, for me that I, I always loved. And it's just, it's a retcon that's so subtle and so, it's seemingly so simple. And yet, it really is. When you do it, it changes and alters the Batman character. It really does. There's times where it's like, oh, he knows it's Joe Chill, but Joe Chill died in jail. Or Joe Chill did it, but he was hired by someone to kill the Waynes because it was some manner of that hit. That's crazy. Or, That's the worst of it. The worst they, retconning is making Joe Chill a hired gun that killed the Waynes as part of some a larger thing. No. It was a random thing, which is... I'm fine with it in Elseworlds. I'm fine with it in anything else, but don't don't make it canon. What makes Batman cool is that, you know, it was a random event that could have happened to anyone, but it just so happened to him. That's why he t declares war on crime. All crime. And not, like, organized crime. You know, not, like, the mob. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that was one of the things that always killed me about the Batman movies. Yeah. Uh, even the new ones, but I mean the, 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 the Burton Schumacher ones, where he's, like, he basically, he kills the Joker who murdered his parents, and so as such, like, he's gotten revenge, he doesn't need to be Batman anymore. And, like, he keeps not wanting to be Batman, and then mm -hmm. ultimately, I think in forever, he's like, I choose to be Batman now. It's like, yeah, but every day, you could not. Like... If you're you, if you have a well-adjusted Batman, every morning when he wakes up from another night of being Batman, he could go, hey, "Screw being Batman." Yeah, I, I caught my parents' killer. I'm good. I'm good. Like, not only have I caught my parents' killer, but I'm 35. I'm in 
unbelievable shape. I have and trillions I'm rich. of dollars. I have lots of women who are all who are all like tripping over themselves to sleep with me. Some of mm-hmm. whom are like really cool, capable people who can Indeed. like steal and and have martial arts and shit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need Batman. You know what? Here's a tenth of my of my earnings. Police department, uh, Gordon, you're in because this is how police actually works. You just pay them and they give you things. Um, Indeed. Hey, I own the police department now. Gordon is in, is the emperor of the police. <laughs> emperor of cops. <laughs> and, and he gets to hire only people that, that he, he trusts. And I'm still going to crazy Batman my way behind their backs and look them up and keep <laughs> tabs on them. And I'm going to, I'm Robin, guess what? Your job, and I'll pay you $600,000 a year to do it, is to nice. run constant background checks on every cop. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, like, why wouldn't he do that? Also, like, hey, Lucius Fox, you know all that super advanced body armor and vehicles that you're building for me? Sell them to the army. (laughs) Sell them to the army or better yet, give them to the police. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. I'm going to have, like, the greatest task force in this one city. And once, like, crime is purged from my city, I'm going to move to the next city, do the same fucking thing over there. Yeah. And the next one, and the next one, and you'll have Batman USA, and nice. like it, it, that, and this is all from the fact that Batman remembers who killed his parents. So yeah. it's a slippery slope, Jeff Johns. It really knock is. it off. <laughs> knock it off. Also, too, it's like, hey, with my money, too, I'm gonna fight the root causes of crime, and then I'm gonna go to Washington, and we're gonna take back the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's that's genius. Uh, the I the. Furio God of Rage says, love what you guys and the rest of the Weekly Pull crew do. I know it's called the best retcons, but I got to say the worst is the retcon of Mjolnir's creation. Which one? The last one? There's been a couple of Mjolnir retcons. the most recent one. Um, oh, I like the idea of being it, it being alive and having a sentient storm inside and that it kind of has a say in who wields it. Meh. I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty much ambivalent to living weapons. Mm. Like the weapons having a consciousness of their own. I like the idea of if Mjolnir, if, uh, of implying that Mjolnir has a voice or like a, a will of its own. You know, like that Thor and Mjolnir have been through battle together the way that like a great cool samurai and his sword have gone through yeah, battle together. Yeah. And that like it almost it's almost like it responds to my thoughts because magically it does if I call to it and stuff. And so I can imagine Thor being like, you know, yes, it is an instrument of my wrath, but at the same time. Like it, because it does kind of like move on its own and it has aided me in so many of my adventures. Mm -hmm. Like I treat it with reverence that I would like a a treasured pet or even like a loved one. But I don't like the idea that like it speaks to you and that like it comes to life and that like. Well, it it, it, it doesn't in words. Right. But like, eh, you know, I, I like the idea of like treating it with reverence while also basically like the Spider Man retcon of, uh, you know, there's a spider totem. But oh yeah. He he uh, he sent a spider and it accidentally got irradiated with with radiation. But one way or the other, you know, like either it was a magic spider or it was radiation. That's a retcon where I'm like, if you need to do this in order to do your Ezekiel story, which was good, I'll accept it as long as you allow for both. As long as it's like Peter Parker says, no, it was the radiation, and Ezekiel's like, no, it was the spider god. 
Of course, mm-hmm. then JMS said, like, no, really is a spider god, though. Like, there really is a spider god. And you have spider god powers. And those powers are also things that you already had powers for. But I didn't yeah. know that because I didn't read Spider-Man comics. Like, <laughs> ah! I, I, I think the hammer thing, too, is also just kind of Jason Aaron's way of being like, okay, this is why some people have been able to wield it throughout Thor's career and why some people haven't. Because something was making a choice the right, whole time. right. right. Because uh, when you think about the grand breadth of it and all the different Ragnaroks, it stops making sense. Right. Uh, Moad Shelley has a recommendation for best retcon, and that's Zur. I think he means Zor, not being Magneto. Take that, Grant Morrison. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty solid reveal. Yes. Uh, and Abraham Park uh, says, love you guys. How do you feel about the retcon about New 52 Superman and classic Superman during Superman Reborn? Uh, necessary. Love it. My favorite it retcon too. of the last couple of years. Same here. Because I hate New, New 52 Superman. Who doesn't? I only wanted, well, a lot of people loved New 52 Superman. Not uh, enough I to warrant him enough it. by the end. He, he, he was the best in his sacrifice. Yes. Uh, but I love... I loved old school Superman. We needed him back. I was a fan of the retcon that he was like there. Mm-hmm. You know that he's from the the new the you know the the pre Flashpoint universe. But then when they were like, no no no, there is no pre pre Flashpoint. This is the pre Flashpoint universe, and they had to make it work. I was like, right on. You have to make him. You you for all intents and purposes, you threw away New Fifty Two Superman, and you made classic Superman come back. Right. Um, it's it's still a little nebulous about what the retcon means. You know, like, did his retconning, like, have, like, a retcon wave that changed the whole world? Mm. I say yes, but uh, they've never really explored it in as much as, like, there's there was no, like, thing. We only saw it affect Superman's continuity and not, like, the world. I- I mean, I guess it's like a ripple butterfly effect where it's like if Superman, the progenitor of the DC universe, got his shit all put back, then it would have a domino effect that everyone else's shit got put back. Exactly. Uh, uh, Therio, God of Rage, comes back and says, I hate the Mjolnir retcon because I feel like Aaron did it so that no one could take it away from Jane. Suddenly Odin can't control it? Miss me. Ha ha. Um, fair enough. I mean, like, there's no question that writers who have a plan or want some new status quo to take place will mm. use continuity or abuse it or change it in order to facilitate the story they want to tell. Right. Um, and so that's really in the eye of the beholder. Uh, it's will true. I, will I am golden also says, I always thought, uh, I, I always thought Thor's hammer was alive. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I, I easily accept it where I'm like, Oh, okay. Shit. I mean, this super powerful, nigh unbreakable hammer also is alive and also has a sentient super storm in it that maybe is implied to be the polar opposite of the Phoenix force. They yeah. never went back to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, maybe, so, maybe, maybe if Aaron takes over Avengers, that's a story he'll tell. Well, fine by me. Uh, yeah. so what else you got? Ooh, what are some other good ones here? Again, so many, so many freaking X Men ones. Like, hey, all all the times Jean Grey died because again, I mentioned uh, the Phoenix. Right, right. Jean Grey changing. Uh, Jean Grey's death, resurrection, cloning, and oh. and all that stuff. Yeah, Jean Grey deserves Wolverine based solely on their ability to retcon each other out. Like, damn right, big time. Uh, Noah Botello, by the way, says, what about when Hal brought Ollie back to life? This is a reference to uh, mm. Green Arrow Quiver and nice. Final Night 
in near which, and dear uh, to my own heart, which is actually retcon in and of itself, and it's one that I kind of dig, which was uh, Hal Jordan being Parallax, and then the idea that the the name Parallax belonged to a yellow demon that was Bug. actually the spirit of the Sinestro Corps or whatever. Um, but that's that's a retcon that has a lot of controversy. I liked it because it was like Green Lantern Rebirth is a perfect retcon. Yes, it is. Totally works. It is completely not what the author intended, and yet and yet it fits in perfectly, and it continues the story, and you're allowed to tell new stories as a result of the, of the and, change. And really, the entire book is a retcon. It's retconning the entire Green Lantern universe to get it back to what it was like when Jeff Johns was reading. It's like, hey, did we say Guy Gardner was warrior? Eh, fuck that. Yeah, well, that sucks. And it's like, granted, I agree with you. Um, and he and literally just like, well, if a ring goes near him, boom, he's Green Lantern again. Fuck it. That's the end, that's the end of it. It purges all his dumb alien warrior DNA from it's him. It's like good. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think that the best retcons, I think the best retcons are clever and work like, uh, in young Avengers when they brought back Scott Lang mm. from having the young Avengers go back in time and just in the middle of the explosion, they pulled him back so that it looked like he died. Um, that yeah. was a perfect, there's a lot of perfect retcons actually within of Young Avengers, the children's crusade, but the perfect retcons of the kind that not only work within continuity and exploit moments that still preserve the original story, but also enhance it, but they also make things the way that the majority kind of want them to be. Yeah. You know, kind of a little bit of fan service in there as well. Um, oh, so yeah, uh, the idea is that when Hal Jordan became Parallax, in his selfishness, he, like, kind of willed Ollie Queen to come back to life, and so he did, but his soul wasn't grafted to his body, and so eventually Ollie has to find his soul, and then the two of them join, and then he becomes, like, kind of a, a mix between the gritty new version of him that was killed off because he couldn't sell books, <laughs> and the classic, like, you know... Robin Hood, Robin Hood, liberal agenda character that Kevin Smith remembered and wanted to write about, and made a character that people wanted to read about again. Yes, so, indeed, yeah, perfect. Right, and I'm and I'm very thankful for it because Green Arrow was my favorite character, right? so I'm and glad. I'm glad it. that happened to him. Yeah. Um, other retcons. Uh, I noticed that there are quite a few Captain America related. There, uh, there really is. The uh, and the biggest one, and it's actually the 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 the, the cover of this episode, Bucky. Yes, coming back to life. Yeah, Bucky having, like, you preserve the story of Bucky uh, blowing up, except he didn't, and he fell, and he gets frozen, and he's, like, captured by the Soviets, and you get all these great stories. And it's amazing how much mileage Bucky got from oh, this yeah. one kind of, like, written-on-the-wall, never-gonna-change Marvel mandate, which is there are a few things, there are a few characters that never come back to life. Gwen Stacy, Uncle Ben, and Bucky. Yep. Um, Give it to Brubaker. He turned into a freaking year's worth of storylines. Brubaker made that story work. And in a way where if you objectively told somebody like, hey, here, they're bringing Bucky back. Sounds like shit. Then you read it and you go, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like, it does. I, I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm glad that he's back because I got all these really, really rich, awesome stories out of it. And, and now he's a fixture of the Marvel universe. It would be hard to imagine it without winter soldier. It's true. Not only that, he's a fixture of the Marvel cinematic universe. Damn right. You he can't is have the captain America movie. And in fact, they certainly wouldn't have made Bucky Sebastian Stan or, no, no. or, or, or in, or in any way prevalent in the first movie. If it weren't for Brubaker's retcon. 
Indeed. And the second he showed up, you're like, oh, shit, they're probably going to do Winter Soldier at some point. Oh, then yeah. by the second one, oh, shit, they're doing Winter Soldier. Oh, the first one, he falls off the train into the water and they're in, in and they're in Russia. You're like, oh, I know what's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what else you got? Oh, before you while you're while you're preparing, uh, Tevia says, what about the recent retcon with Tim Drake, a.k.a. Robin, finally being fixed and going oh, yeah. back to being Robin? Yeah. They just gave Tim Drake his old origin back. They're like, hey, remember that new origin we wrote you that was really stupid? Well, just have your old one back. I, I honestly haven't even read it. Is it literally just that they were like, now did they say, was it a retcon in as much as like, well, so when Superman got merged, it all went back. Uh, or were it's, they like, no, 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 no. The story that you remember is like a little different from what you, from what you remember. It's not really that. Well, it's funny you should say that. I have my own interesting little conspiracy theory on this. So in James Tynan's new Detective Comics, in the fight with the colony, Tim Drake is assumed dead when yes. he gets blown up. But he wasn't really dead because Mr. Oz, a.k.a. Jorel, or possibly Dr. Manhattan, took him away from that and brought him to their, like, interdimensional prison. And while there, Jorel is like, you know, oh, tell me tell me your story, Tim Drake. You know, we are, we are alike, you and I. We are both, you know, men of science, brainy men who, you know, are forever slaves to forces we can't fully understand and tim tells him his story and it's it's his original story it's not his new 52 one it's his new one and my conspiracy theory so put your tinfoil hats on for this the general has tim drake's costume that was left behind after the explosion but in the other dimension talking to mr oz he's fully clothed tim drake yeah did they kill New 52 Tim Drake and then <laughs> Dr. Manhattan just grabbed old Tim Drake from time? And this is going to be like this is this is t- uh, Tynan's mic drop moment, like in a couple volumes where it's like, you're not even the original Tim Drake of the New 52. You're this other guy. I, I, that'd be cool. It'd be, I, well, my guess is it's probably some kind of combination thereof where it's like, mm. no, no, no. The pre-Flashpoint and the New 52 Tim Drake were merged by Dr. Manhattan during that time. Like right. in that moment, and so like his 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 crappy costume was left behind. Maybe like maybe yes, it that's was. a thing. I don't know, but I'm happy to see that, that original origin is back because I loved it. Um, he yes, also mentioned uh, that uh, the worst retcon is one more day. We will get into that in the future. And super, that's a that's a whole episode in and of itself. And Super Luigi Ack says, I feel like every retcon with Gwen Stacy is bad. I agree with you. Pretty much every retcon. Yeah. Every time they go back to Gwen Stacy, with the notable exception of Spider-Man Blue. Yes. Is terrible, and we'll get into it in the next episode. Uh, so, Joel, what do you got? Uh, hey, so here's another good one. Uh, Flash of Two Worlds that basically brought in the multiple Earth theory in general to DC Comics, saying like, hey, all those like old Golden Age heroes you remember, they're not dead, they're not gone, they exist on a whole other Earth. Yeah, the idea, it's basically the multiverse theory yeah. uh, was a great idea, and it allowed the golden age readers to 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 keep their comics to be like no 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 that those stories happened and here they are and maybe we'll bring them back too and indeed they Keep, did keeps to what we're saying that good retcons are also a little bit of fan service as well oh big time like if you can avoid it i guess like you should but at the same time like Sometimes, like, some retcons are done to clean house. Other retcons are done for some bullshit agenda. But sometimes we just retcon stuff just to fix them or to have fun or to tell you or to give you something you wanted in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, on the flip side of the Winter Soldier, we got to talk about that other other character who 
no one would dare bring back that then yeah. came back as a mercenary who's like also kind of a bad guy slash yes. good guy. Jason Todd. Yes, who his retcon resurrection story was probably the best story they told with him. And then it's all kind of been a roller coaster, but mostly downhill since. Yeah, uh, I liked Under the Red Hood. And, Same, me too. But I like the idea of a dead Robin from hubris on both sides of Batman and Robin. Batman. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they, they did it again when they killed Damien for a little bit, only to bring him back. Yeah, and Grant Morrison wanted him to die. So that's another he did. that I think he people really would did. argue is good, and I also would argue is good because you get super sons out of it. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Damien has really redeemed himself in the last couple of years. Yes, but what's funny is, like, deep down inside, if he turns out to be Deathstroke's real son and they either kill him or make him go away, no one would be happier than me. Really? Because you love Super Sons so much. I do, but I wonder how many, how much mileage you can get out of it. Meh. I mean, they seem to be doing all right so far. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like, don't get me wrong. But my problem is I don't like Damien as a concept. Right. So like, you, he could come to my house and give me <laughs> free candy, but it would still, <laughs> I'd be like, I fundamentally don't like you, though. You, you undermine Batman and the Bat family. Damien would never give you free candy. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, he would spit in it and call me an asshole and like probably (laughs) stab me. But uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, I get the Damien character and nobody made him better than Tomasi. He really did. That man put so much work in. He really does. I got to talk to him about it at Baltimore Comic Con. I was like, hey, man, I hate Damien, but nice job. And he's like, (laughs) that's what I do. It really, it really is his calling, isn't it? He's like, that's what I do. He goes, you know what? The reality is, like, I, I know I succeeded because I know people hate Damien, and if they like what I did, then it worked. And I'm like, he, he did work some magic. Like, it's hard to believe for comic fans who only got in recently and only know Damien as a fixture. Yeah. People were so resentful of him when Grant Morrison uh, first invented him and brought him in. It took years for people to calm down about it and even warm up to him in some regards. Yeah, I've never uh, I never warmed up to it entirely. But, uh, but I'll take what I can get. There, if there's one thing that a comic book reader should always understand, it's the futility of tilting at windmills. It's, <laughs> it's like knowing that blogging, tweeting, yelling, writing letters, sending waffles, nothing will fix it's your never problem. Gonna do anything. The only thing that will bring back what you like is either you or someone like you becoming the editor of that book. It's true. It, it really is. That's why whenever people, that's why when people are like, oh, you know, Dick Grayson's a spy, Spider-Man is Dr. Octopus, this is the worst thing that's ever happened and it will never change, it's going to change, it'll give it it six months. Give it six months, give it nine months, it'll be over. Give everything you don't like six months, because the status quo is always returned to in comics. There's a couple things that have lasted a lot longer than six months that people are really unhappy about, Um, but I get what you're saying and you're totally not wrong. Moad Shali jumps back into the super chat and says, what about Flash Rebirth and the return of Barry Allen? Good, uh, another excellent it good, retcon. Yeah, it's, it is. You're right. It is a good retcon. I, I don't know if I like the, uh, I'll get You like that. Green Lantern more than the Flash Rebirth is what you're saying. I, I think that Green Lantern Rebirth is better, is a better retcon. I think Flash Rebirth is a great retcon. I like the idea of legacy in the yes. DC universe. I think DC does it better than Marvel. And so as, as such, I'm like, when you don't 
honor that legacy or you undermine it by bringing back the old guard, mm-hmm. it does something to the legacy and it kind of like it, it, it betrays the cracks in the foundation. It's a bit of a step back to where it's like, hey, you know how Wally has been the de facto Flash for all these years to a whole generation, to my generation, I whole know. Generation he was people, the, yeah, Flash. He was, he was the only Flash. Wally West was the only Flash I ever knew. Yep. And then to be like, hey, but here's Barry back, though, and you know he's going to slowly but surely start edging on in there and edging on in there. That's the thing. Like, can, like, and it's not even like, can you imagine, because I know you all can, but the idea that Let's say, like, you're a reader, and, like, you're reading this thing, and you're really enjoying it. You got this character that you jumped in on. Boom. It's Flash. He's been Flash forever. I really like this Flash guy. He's got a crazy rogues gallery. He he, 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 he never believes he could fit into the boots of his predecessor. Holy yeah. shit. What, a, what, what pathos for this character. But you know what? Time and time again, he proves that not only is he, is he as good, but maybe he's a little better than, his, than yeah. his predecessor. And occasionally they'll do time travel stories where he like, where his predecessor's like, hey, you're doing a great job, Wally. Like, keep it up. You're honoring the legacy. Like, I knew you could do it. That kind of thing. And then someone 30 years older than you says, I don't like that. And then just yeah. takes it away from you and brings things back to the way they were 30 uh, years ago. I wanted to bring it back to the way it was when I was a boy. Right. Um, it, it It's understandably like a kick in the face. And a little bit. it's why, you know, like I'm always careful about bitching about the marriage. Cause like the spider marriage has been gone for 10 years. Yeah. Now, that said, I don't think they've ever done anything worthwhile that mm-hmm. makes it justify. Like, killing Barry was cool because there was a while there while he was waiting in the wings. He had an arc. He goes through this experience. It's a lot of changes and a lot of like story driven stuff. Making the spider marriage go away was a, was an agenda that then allowed for nothing new or interesting or valuable to be like, Oh, Carly Cooper is a character that they got rid of and nobody cares. Oh, but there's that he's, he's, he's sleeping on mockingbirds couch. Isn't that something to, and they're together, but maybe not, but who knows? Remember that time when he was friends with benefits with the, with, with black cat, like, Oh yeah. None of this is fun or interesting, nor does it justify a hardcore retcon like I, it did. I, I, I liked Anne-Marie. She was my favorite Spider-Man romance, and he wasn't even in the driver's seat at that point. It was Doc Ock. Right, and that's Anne-Marie. Like, I, was, I, I thought they were going to do something with that, where they're like, you know what? He, where, where he actually goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to date you. And have Doc Ock from Beyond the Grave be like, ah! I hate you so much. All, you of, all of my hate. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, and before I forget, don't worry, Brian, I didn't forget about you, but thank you very much for the double super chat. Batman Beyond Justice League retcon of Batman being Terry's father. Good yeah, or bad? I, I don't think the show needed it at that point, but I'm fine with them doing it for the last episode where it's like, look, this may be the last words that we ever, ever write on these characters. So, yeah. you know, it's it, I think it works. Number one, because it's in the show. Number two, because like. We never really did anything with the Terry dad anyway. You know, like he. No, we just killed he him. He dies and, and Terry avenges him, and that's cool. But we never do anything with that. And it's it's almost like they waited too long because Bruce Wayne is like 112 years old. And it's yeah. like, you know, at that point, is he really even your father? Or is he just like a decrepit old man that helped you, that like told you how to punch? You know, like. Yeah, I, th- I think it was more important if they're like, no, the seed of Wayne shall continue. It does not die with Bruce. Yeah, no, it didn't. It has. It, it's two people. It's Terry yes. and obviously his brother. Because Which, man, both parents I, I, are gingers. 
but not the case. See, I, I would have loved to have known that story when Terry found out and he had to go to his little brother and be like, hey, man, dad wasn't actually our dad, man. Uh, you're actually a Wayne. Yeah, you're Robin now. You, I guess you'll be the Robin of the far future or maybe when I die, you can be like the Batman of space. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, worth worth investigating, certainly. Thank you, Brian, for your question. Uh, Crescian Medston says, just showing some love. Go live more, Joel. I agree. Oh, thank you. Should you. Do, I you should do more live stuff. I, I became a Twitch partner, and then I started just recording my Let's Plays like at 2 in the morning, because I'm like, who is up at 2 in the morning if I go live? That's fair. Um, another interesting retcon, and I only talk about it for a second, was... Uh, Okay, so when out when uh, when when Swamp Thing was a thing, yeah. everybody has a has a secret identity. Well, Swamp Things was Alex was Alec Holland. Yep. Uh, and then Alan Moore's like, nah, nah. He thought he was Alec Holland because he like melted into him. Mm. That guy's dead. He just thought he was. Yeah, You're Swamp Thing is an entity unto itself. Yeah. yeah. Here's a big pile of roots and mud. <laughs> I I think that's. Not only cool, but it's so in keeping with the, the the story that Alan Moore wrote with with respect to Swamp Thing. Like oh, yeah. everything about that book is just like a ugh, and a gut punch and a like and 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 a mind fucking of itself. So it's totally like totally works, and it's not betraying the Holland legacy at all. You're, you're no, right. and and Holland even gets to make some comebacks. Like people forget Scott Snyder wrote a sizable chunk of Swamp Thing stories for the new 52 that were actually pretty solid and actually did give Holland something to do. Yeah. Uh, before we forget, Will I Am Golden in the Super Chat says, Ace the Bat Hound. Mm. Yeah, they've read kind of a number of times. I remember Indeed. like sometimes he's like, sometimes he's like a German Shepherd or a Basset Hound or like whatever that dog was in the Batman Beyond show. Um, sometimes oh, he's yeah. like crying with Batman. Other times he's just the dog that lives there. Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of, there's a lot of retconning, especially with the Super Pets. I think like, what Streaky the Supercat turns out to be Supergirl's animal. Yes. Like Comet the Superhorse was like actually Supergirl or something. Like there's a lot of retcons. There's a lot with, of shit with, with the, the Super Pets. Um, here's a retcon that I'm just going to toss out there. and I'm going to let you take two. Um, Spawn's Killer. Oh, yes. This is a fun one. And this is great because we get to talk outside Marvel and DC. It used to be Chapel, but then it couldn't be Chapel anymore. Because Rob Liefeld owned Chapel. And that's the problem when you own a publishing company that's inter that's interconnected continuity and mm -hmm. everyone owns their own characters. And one of those characters that's intrinsically tied with the number one flagship character is owned by Rob Liefeld, who is a petulant little boy in that during that time. Yep, and, who will just pick up his toys and go and home. And go! And every time you mention Chapel, he needs, like, a check for, like, $25. Like, fuck mm -hmm. that. So then they made Priest, you know, because, like, Chapel and Get it? Priest. And, like, Get I'm sure it? the next one would have been, like, Pew or, like, Cathedral. <laughs> but, oh. but uh, you know, Pew. Confessional. Because they, they shoot things. But, like... Uh, all I could think of, and I didn't have a meme for it back then, but now I do, which is stop trying to make priest happen. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> I remember like that priest retcon. Okay, so the idea was that Chapel, this member of Youngblood, turns out when he was back uh, during his Merc days, murdered Al Simmons. He goes to Al, he becomes Spawn. Then Al Simmons comes back. He's Spawn. He says, I, the only, I remember one thing, and it's that Chapel killed my ass. He goes, yep. kidnaps Chapel, burns his face, makes him yep. look like Chapel all the time. And then Chapel tries to kill himself to get spawn powers. It's fucking amazing. It's a whole thing. But uh, and most of it is intact in the spawn animated series. Oh yeah, big time. I don't know how they fix how they made that work. 
Yeah, for real. But uh, when they made the, ch- the, the, the like the day they made this the shift, they were also making the Spawn movie. And in the Spawn movie, they just went ahead and made it Priest. And I think it's some actress that I've seen a million times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but it doesn't matter. The point is, and, and Win was there too for the murder. Oh yeah, Win. Well, yeah, and he was there, and it sucked. And that whole movie is a pile of shit, except for the fact that Michael J. White is a really good Spawn. Um, we, we should do a commentary track on the Spawn movie sometime. <laughs> you know, we should just call Michael J. White and be like, dude, you want to sit on in with Spawn with us and just talk about it? Tell us all the stories. What was John Leguizamo like in real life? Hey, we should get John Leguizamo, too. Right. I don't think he's like, doing it. You know that motherfucker actually ate the maggots? It was gross. <laughs> he was at New York Comic Con promoting his new comic. Did uh, you ever talk to him? Well, I never got to go to oh, yeah, uh, Comic Con no, with right. you guys. I wanted to. I was going to hunt Leguizamo down and be like, dude, I love your one man shows. Right. He'd be like, thanks. You're, did you go? <laughs> yeah, no, but I watched them on HBO back in the day. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, they uh, were good. So yeah, take uh, take two of them. Yeah, really. No, no, you like you can give us oh, two more. Oh, another one. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we, I I feel like we already talked about Captain America, but let's keep with the Marvel one. Uh, the many retcons to the Hobgoblin and how it was meant to be Ned Leeds, then it wasn't Ned Leeds. It was always supposed to be Roderick Kingsley, and. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be Roger, Roderick Kingsley, and then he got, and then uh, the original author got kicked off the book or left, mm-hmm. and they went eh, and they made it Ned Leeds posthumously, by the way, mm-hmm. because Leeds was killed in a single issue of Spider-Man versus Wolverine, <laughs> so they retconned that they actually retconned that Ned Leeds is the is the Hobgoblin, then they made it J- Jason Mackendale, then finally Roger Stern came back, and then he made. The Hobgoblin Lives book, which retcons in that it was always Kingsley. Uh, the Hobgoblin shift was always weird to me. I don't know why they didn't just make it Kingsley the whole time. Like, yeah. what was the point of cutting out uh, a, a stern story? Like, it must have been for spite. It's all must I have been. Of. Bizarre. And now we get this wonderful twisted web of people who were hobgoblins. But it does set the precedent, though, that other writers would use where it's like this is this is kind of an identity that no one wants. This is kind of an identity that gets ping ponged back and forth to everyone to even where Roderick Kingsley himself becomes an identity broker selling identities to D-list criminals. Yeah, pretty decent concept for that character, especially since like Kingsley's old and like shouldn't be jumping into a hobgoblin costume and flying around and shit. Like, it mm-hmm. makes sense that he's, like, a broker of of powers and identities. Hey, hey, hey you're a kid. You want you want some of this? You want to hop up in here? Yeah, you want to be Hobgoblin? You want to have a flaming sword and bat wings? How's that sound? Yeah, that was dumb. That was the thing that happened. I remember. I read it. And that, and that Kingsley was also, or not Kingsley, but that uh, that Yurik was also one of the Green Goblins, but he was, like, the one Green Goblin that tried to be good. Yes, he was the good Green Goblin. He had his own solo series. He actually, not only did he have a solo series, but, he like, Phil Yurik also had uh, a role in the Spider-Girl series by Tom DeFalco, oh. where, oh, like, it was shit. Uncle Phil, and Uncle Phil, like, occasionally would help her out because, like, that Sonic's, th- or that, that Goblin scream never goes away. No. So, yeah, but then eventually uh, Slot's like, fuck it, kill that guy. Is he dead or was he just depowered? No, I thought they killed him. No, but he became the Goblin Knight, and then he became the Goblin King once Osborn was defeated again at the end of Superior. I'm pretty sure he's still running around as the Goblin King, Mm. but I could be wrong. Well, fair enough. 
I remember there, him being murdered, but oh, uh, well, it doesn't matter. The, there was a great Christos Gage one shot where Ben Urich actually went to confront his nephew, and they actually uh, stated a lot of precedent for the weird history these two characters have had with one another. That's cool, because, yeah, like, Ben Urich and Phil Urich have, uh, have their own demons and uh, skeletons in the closet, and it's worth seeing them cross over, because you never really get to see that. Yeah, it's true. It was good. Thanks, Christos Gage. Right? He's good, by the way. He really like, is. He, he's just a, he's an unsung hero. He really works hard, and he never gets the credit he deserves. Mm. Um, getting Arthur the Lobster in the Super Chat says, haven't been able to be here a while, but I bet I'm catching the end of the show, aren't I? You're about, <laughs> like, ten minutes before the end. So, but, yeah. but, hey, thank you so much for joining us, man, and thank you for the Super Chat. Red Samurai also says, hey, guys, Damien was actually created in 1993 in the story Son of the Demon. That's until Talia get married. She fakes her son's death, and then the characters reappear in Kingdom Come as an adult. Mm. That's Morrison's retcon. Yes, we're aware of the history of Damien yes. slash the Son of the Demon, which is technically outside continuity and didn't actually count. And so as such, nobody really regarded it. And then Morrison said, no, 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 there's no such thing as outside continuity. And so he folded it in because yeah. he wanted to establish his own version of that character. And also he changed it as well because in the Son of the Demon, she gives live birth. And in yep. Morrison's run, he's a test tube baby. So, you know, there's a lot going on there. It's, it's continuity until it's not. Exactly. Exactly. Also, Victor Vendetta uh, just helping us out in the Super Chat. Thanks, man. Shout out hey. to you. Um, trying to think of some other continuity, uh, some solid continuity changes that uh, I really enjoy. There's um, the multiple Captain Americas when it's like, no, he actually died in World War II. And then there was other guys who filled the identity of Cap and Bucky. I like the idea of the U.S. government going like, he's dead? Did anybody know who he was? No. Shit. We'll just put somebody else in the costume and send him out. Damn, like, we're well, bad at this. He doesn't have super soldier serum. Fuck it. Who cares? Whatever. He'll be a figurehead. Ooh, another good one. Uh, Leslie Tompkins didn't kill Stephanie Brown. Yes. Originally, uh, yeah, originally Stephanie Brown was killed. In off. War Games. In War Games. That's right. And uh, and then they were like, nah, we just, because uh, it, it ruined the Leslie Thompson uh, Tompkins character. It did for a while. She was like, oh, this is this is my big thing against you, Batman. You can't, uh, what is it, induct kids into your war on crime. So I just let this girl die. What? Yeah, what? And then it was like, no, nah, I just disappeared her. Yeah. I'm not a murderer. <sighs> Fine. I mean, good. You know what? That is a good retcon because... Sometimes the good retcons aren't just like, ooh, I found this little like loophole in continuity and I'm going to do this. No, sometimes they go like, that guy fucked up. Yeah, we got to fix that. <laughs> I got to fix that shit. Um, by the way, uh, uh, Proto Fiend says, what about all the Ghost Rider origin retcons? Oh, Holy yeah. crap, I don't think we have time for all the Ghost Rider That's retcons. Dude, um, Star-Lord origin retcons, that's another show. Marvel origin retcons in general are rough. If they're not a flagship character, dollars to donuts, they changed up. Moon Knight, for God's sake, he didn't Jesus. always used to have multiple personalities. He was just a dude who made fake names to keep the paper trail that kept distance between himself and Moon Knight mm -hmm. even longer. And then they were like, no, it's, isn't it weird that a guy would do that? Like, let's make it a mental illness. Um, Let's do a thing. But I do hear you. The, the Ghost Rider origins, I mean, just in, in terms of Danny Ketch being Ghost Rider. Yeah. And then being like, oh, no, that's not Zarathos. And then them being like, oh, no, actually, you're an angel. And then, like, oh, ju just, yeah, Ghost Rider in and so of itself much. is complicated and a mess. Which makes me sad because of how much Ghost Rider there could be. 
And how yeah, many ghostwriters they've made over the past like twenty five years? The last guy was on television. He had a sweet ass car. He was getting a lot of groundswell. He got one last mini series, and now they don't even mention him anymore. Yeah, no. Well, hey, Robbie Reyes appeared in the friggin' uh, Marvel Legacy number one. He was like one of the he main did. characters of that book. Shockingly, and then we still didn't see him again. Hey, champions, you're recruiting people this week. Why didn't you go recruit him? He really should be on that team. There's no. He really in should my be. Mind. Uh, getting Arthur the Lobster says. And how about that Firestar rumor for Homecoming 2? I'm down. I heard that yeah. myself. Uh, the idea basically that they were like, hey, you know what? Let's make Liz Allen into Firestar, or, uh, Firestar like in the Ultimate Universe. And also like in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Wouldn't that be fun? To, since now that Disney could potentially make mutants and stuff, wouldn't that be kind of yeah. fun? Um, yeah, that'd be fine. I'd be fine with it. I'm cool with that. Uh, I've heard that they're, they're introducing a femme fatale in the new Homecoming 2, mm. which I'm going to be calling Spider-Man 2 because there's no more Homecomings. No. Good. We can, we, if, if I say Spider-Man 2 is coming out in the next two, two years, <laughs> no one's going to go, they're re-releasing Spider-Man 2? Yeah, so really. I'm calling it Spider-Man 2. What, but, what, what's after Homecoming? I, I don't know the United States. Prom. Is it, yeah, Spider-Man Prom doesn't work near as well. Prom night. Ooh, okay. Spider-Man Prom Night, and then you make the villain uh, Black Cat, and it's, like, all about, you know, like, metaphorically losing your virginity because, like, you know, uh, I don't know. Point is, uh, yeah. I mean, if you call it Prom Night 2, will people think, oh, wow, Spider-Man crossing over with that slasher horror franchise, Prom Night? Fine by me. Um, I think Spider-Man would have dealt with that pretty quickly if he was there. Oh, knife-wielding lunatic, I got this. Yeah, uh, one one well-placed web, the end. Uh, Man, that was short. Tannis and Marshall reminded me of this one, which is Mother Maggie in Original Sin. Oh, yeah. Yes. One of the better retcons they did. Probably the best one. That is clearly the best one from Original Sin. There was that, and then uh, Thor and Loki are like, oh, Angela's actually our sister. We remember that now. Fine. And then they did nothing with it. And let's do nothing with that. We how? I hope you got your money's worth. You know what? Yeah. Like, 1602 Witch Hunter Angela is an amazing series. Go back, pick it up. They're probably 50 cents in the dollar bin, so you can grab it. Probably. Them. That Gorgeous. was Marguerite Bennett, right? Right in for Marvel. Marguerite Bennett, yep, and Stephanie Hans. Check it's it good out. Good shit. Good shit. Yep. Best stuff with Angela since since Neil Gaiman wrote her. And uh, <laughs> you know, no spawn to, to, to be to be uh, to be heard. Um, if you're not familiar with the with the with the retcon, I'll really quick. Uh, it looks like to Daredevil, it turns out that Batlin Jack Murdoch, his father whom he idolized, was a wife beater. Yes. Then it turns out that Mother Maggie had uh, or postpartum Maggie had, depression. Had postpartum depression and tried to kill Matt, and Batlin Jack protected him from her. Yes, which explains now forever. Hey, how come Daredevil's mom isn't more active in his life? What the fuck's up with that? Well, why did she like bail and join a monastery? That's why. Yeah, Fucking that's why I'm like awesome. Ac- Excellent answer. Thank you, Mark Wade. That was also from the Mark Wade run. Yeah, holy shit, Mark Wade. Way to fucking do... Way to pull that hat trick. Yeah, that was and good shit. Indigo Ryan says, How about that New 52 Rebirth Wally West retcon? Still a good character, though. Yeah, the New 52 Wally West. Mm. Uh, and then them being like, Oh, only like a tenth of you accepted him. Uh, Here's the original Wally West, but he's still not Flash, unless Flash War does something cool. Yeah, he's he, he's a cousin, but from the other side of the family, and they were both named from the same uncle, and that's why we have two Wallies, which is also pretty clever. Yeah. To justify the two-name thing. At the very least, they didn't, like, feel ashamed to do that. No. And, like, because it would have been, been so easy for them to do something really dumb, like 
kill him or merge them. Or something like that. And uh, instead they're like, no, 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 no. Well, like, New 52, while he's got enough of an audience, uh, here he is. Also, he's on TV right now, so we'd feel really bad if we took this new young black character and just winked him out of existence. Yeah, be weak. I, I completely agree. It would be. Uh, any others before we wrap up here today, Joel? Oh, man, I think I saved one of the best ones for last. Uh, we talked about how Wolverine and Jean Grey's origins are fractal spreadsheet nightmares of retcons and re-envisionings and everything else. Ooh, what about Hawkman and Hawkwoman? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Hawkman and Hawkwoman or Hawkgirl. Good Lord in heaven. If you want to just look, just to see the, the, the visual example of that, look up Zero Hour. Oh, yeah. Because there's a moment where, like, all the Hawkmen and all their perspective versions of themselves are all in a row. And they're going to do something. And then they merge them all together into one Hawkman. Which, which they keep doing. It's like there's too many different versions of Hawkman. They're all Hawkman. Yeah, they're, they're all Hawkman. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Some of them are a dude from the Justice Society from the yes. other Earth. Some of them are aliens. Other Alien are, space cops. Yeah, some of them are, like crossbred alien human hybrids that are also like Egyptian reincarnated Egyptian pharaohs yeah fucking what like which a big ups to them for saying that where it's like man this guy's uh, origin is really confusing what do we say uh it all happened it all happened to the same why not uh and I like the the complicated it even gets complicated in the Justice League cartoon yes where they're like okay so they're Stanagarians they come from space they look like people but they're hawk people then They had the audacity to bring in Carter Hall, and they're like, no, he is Hawkman. And he wears a costume. He wears a costume, and he's reincarnated, and like, what? And so is Shia, and so is Jon Stewart, for that matter. Yeah, what? And here's the one Hawkman villain you know, Shadow Thief, and they fight Shadow Thief for an episode. Why is Carter Hall reincarnated as a Hawkman when there are alien Hawkmen? Was he... Was he an original Hawkman alien and he like got reincarnated as a person? If that's the case, do all Thanagarians get reincarnated as people? I say I, no. I think according to Tim and Dini, they were just like, you know what? This was our last season. We wanted to cover all our bases and do everything we hadn't done yet. So fuck it. Here's Carter Hall. Because they had a Hawkman in the previous season who was like, you know, the one leading the Thanagarian armies against Earth. Yeah. And they apparently caught a lot of flack for that. They're like, look, it's a Hawkman, but not the Hawkman who is in a relationship with uh, Shira. But, you know, it's not Carter Hall. No. And... I guess if you were to say that, like, ah, I'm not even going to bother. Hawkman is a clusterfuck. And he always will be. Even even in, as far as Dark Knight's metal, when he's a big central part of this, they're like, no, 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 we're going to own the fucked up nature of him is what yes. we're going to do. Yeah, no, he is also the great, he's also the grandfather of Dream. Uh, yes. And he's also, like, the weapon of Barbatos yep. and, and all the other stuff. He's Whatever. also been waging a one-man war against Barbatos and the metal, and that's why you didn't see him for such long periods of time, because he was working on the real shit. Hashtag what? Uh, <laughs> what a mess, is what I meant to say. But, but I yeah. love it, though. It's probably one of my favorite messes. It's why I can't ever get into it. I will never do it. Like I, I'm like, no, I'm not going to learn all that shit. Like, oh. And someone said, what about Warhawk? Oh, yeah, that's right. The son that uh, Shire and uh, Green Lantern have in the future in the Batman Beyond universe. That's a retcon in of itself because, like, clearly he's not the son of Jon Stewart. That was not the plan. 
when they created it in Batman Beyond, and then they were like, oh, wait, no, let's make it that. It was. They even say on the commentary, they're like, yeah, I know we kind of implied Hawkman and Hawkwoman, but, you know, we like to imagine that Shire and John got together later in life, that that was their thing. Yeah, fine. I mean, like, listen, I like that because I like that relationship, but whatever. And, he, and Warhawk's got a cool fucking costume. He does have a cool costume. But uh, there you have it. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Those are some of the best retcons in comics that we felt to bring up. Uh, hey, what about Sentry? Before we go, we got to mention Sentry really quick. Great retcon. It's too bad that he like was really wasted. Um, I hear they're For doing years. phenomenal stuff with him in Donnie Cates' stuff. So I got to pick that up, and I apparently got to pick up Thanos, too, because it's like, hey, all this big cosmic stuff happening in Infinity, you got to read these. Yeah. Uh, read Doctor Strange. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot. There's a lot we missed. We didn't get a chance to talk to all talk about all of them. But uh, let us know your favorite retcon in the comments mm-hmm. down below, and we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. And of course, we'll do a sister ship episode of this show uh, where we'll do uh, the the worst retcon. Worst. That'll come up later. I don't know if it'll be next week, but probably in the near future. Yeah, we'll keep it around. But uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, everybody. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. <laughs>